Hey guys, I'm Anna. And I'm Adway, and this is Double, Double Testimony. Testimony. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast, Double Testimony. I'm Adway. And I'm Anna, and today we have a very special guest, my uncle Schmantley. Can you introduce yourself to the <laughs> listener? <laughs> well, my name is actually Ant, but uh, we have a bit of a funny thing going on with Spanner. So I'm Spanner, aka Anna. <laughs> I'm going to need a cool nickname by the end of this, hopefully. Okay, so we'll figure something out. <laughs> so um, my name's Ant and I, uh, I'm a professional firefighter is my job. Um, that's how I put food on my family's table. Yep. And can you tell us what else you do for fun? Yeah. So I uh, run a small hobby farm, um, just small acreage. I am playing at... Uh, growing my own food and stuff like that. So I do enjoy growing my own and things and produce. You oh. have some pretty cool cucumbers going on. And a couple other vegetables and <laughs> yep. chickens and lambs and uh, a whole pile of koi. Oh. Yep. Oh, yeah. And koi. nine dogs live at our place. Oh, that oh, must yes. be fun. <clears throat> but only one of them is mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like training sheep dogs or something, aren't yeah. they? Oh, that's, that's so cool. cool. Well, before we jump into the... Um, podcast here i just want to pray for you and the podcast today so yeah so dear lord thank you for um aunt today coming in to speak and to share his wisdom that you've um distilled into him over the years and that he can really the message he shares and the wisdom that he shares that way that we really soak it in like sponges and really um are learning from him and what he has to say and what you've um shown him throughout the years lord so i just pray for him and the podcast today his name amen amen so to kick it off i just want to ask you about um what, what's your testimony and like how do you how'd you come to be a faith with god and jesus yeah so i was born in england um yeah. so i probably well no really i i don't remember not ever going to sunday school and being around a church context um i think it was probably around about six or seven that i at least acknowledged who Jesus was. Um, and then we moved to Australia and uh, we kind of continued in a church sort of context, well, basically until until I, until I left, left school. Nice. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, and you went to, did you go to William Clark? Yeah, so I you know, basically grew up in a, a Christian high school um, mm. and was always around um, a, a Christian environment in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, and can you tell us about, like, because you said when you were younger, you were just used to being in the Christian environment, and I know I was the same. I grew up, obviously, with, like, you and my parents and everyone being Christians, but there's a that point where you realise this is actually what I want for myself. Do you know that sort of point? Yeah, it was March 13th, uh, 2000, and, I don't know, I was 18. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, March 13th, <laughs> so, um, when I joined joined the Navy. So I joined the Navy when I was uh, just almost 19. And um, yeah, I moved to Victoria at the HMO Cerberus, which is the training establishment yep. um, for the Navy. And oh, wow. pretty much within a week of being there, it was almost like God kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, you need to pick a team. Yeah. Um, wow. And... It was, I guess, going from a Christian environment, or at least by all surface means, appearance of Christian environment, um, to being on my own, 
in a different state, mm. um, surrounded by very by people with a very different worldview. Um, mm. So there was kind of a clear, you need to pick a team, and you mm. need to pick one, one side or the other. There isn't a halfway. Uh, and fortunately, through that kind of environment, I got connected with a Christian group at um, HMO Service, which there was only two people in. Um, so there was a, so Captain Ian Brace, who was a, a army captain at a Navy base. But anyway, he, um, I guess, took me under his wing and discipled me through some That's of amazing. that. And um, yeah, I, I guess we sort of did a bit of a Bible study sort of thing and he integrated me to his family. So oh, going nice. from no church support at all uh, to being accepted into his family and kind of um, you know, around Mornington Peninsula is where I went to. But, um, mm. yeah, so very different worldviews in the mm. Navy and it really sort of helped me sort of see it's actually really important to to set some lines of what's, it, what's of value to you and so it helped me kind of work out uh, in those early years of life where I wanted to see my life go and how I wanted that to, pay, to play out. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I think of, like, the Navy and the military, it seems like such, like, harsh environments for, like, a lot of things because they want, correct me if I'm wrong, they want you to be quite, like, to the T at a certain standard and discipline and all in all areas and stuff like that. So is that, in that environment, Did how did your faith go in that environment there? Like, um, in terms of were there any persecution? Because you said there's so many different worldviews. Uh, well. So, like, I did a trade in the Navy, so it was... Oh, really, the first two years I was at uh, Melbourne, there wasn't any persecution as such. Um, in the, you know, people saying, "Oh, you know, you can't do that," or mm. "You can't do this." There was, I, I guess, social socially, people sort of yeah. treated you a bit differently. Mm. Um, uh, professing faith, but there was one instance where uh, one guy in my class, we had so we had like a division of electronics, mm. is what I did. One guy in my class asked me a very direct question. Um, how do you... I'm trying to think of the wording that he used. Um, sorry, I have to paraphrase. But how, how, do you, um, how do you be right with God? So it was yeah. a very direct question of what's the, what's the Christian message? Yeah. Uh, and I told him, well, you know, like Romans 10.9, that if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, um, that, that you will be saved, that Jesus is Lord. Mm. Um, and anyway, and so there was some persecution, but it came from a Catholic minister. Oh, great! Um, who actually, not anything against the Catholic faith in in sense. Not about. I'm not trying to bag them in any way, no, but he yeah. actually put the group that I was a part of that I actually gained a lot of life from as how did he phrase it? Um, fundamentalist Christian group is what he re- referred to it as. Oh, but right. yeah. it actually kind of made me. It actually, it was probably one of the biggest learning points at, uh, in that first few years of life where actually, you know what, following Jesus actually means that you're going to get some fallout, that there's some that even though they profess religion or they profess that, if you actually say that, you know, Jesus is the truth and this actually means something in your whole life, there's some consequence for that. <clears throat> and this consequence was that this Catholic minister, the Catholic priest kind of wrote off what I was saying is not true mm. because it didn't line up with what this other guy in my class wanted to hear. Mm. He was a Catholic as well. and right. um, so, so it was just interesting to sort. That was probably my first conflict in that regard. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And 
I I like what you said about sort of going from being surrounded by Christians to having to pick a team. And can you give advice to other young adult Christians who are sort of in that same position where they're at the point where they have to pick a team, but they don't really know which one to pick? And there are a lot of factors that go into like pros and cons of which team do I choose. What would you tell them? Yeah. Firstly, I just want to say that I'm speaking from a point of humility. Like I've done plenty of mistakes, made plenty of Mm -hmm. errors, uh, not professing that I've always had things right. Um, But one, one thing that that God really put on my heart from there is the idea of being an apprentice to Jesus. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, the Bible, you look at the disciples, it is basically being a learner. And so I've tried to look at my life as though I'm apprentice to Jesus and what that, and how that evolves as far as learning the way that he would have us respond to people, the way that he would have us give life. Um, as I've made plenty of errors on the way there. Mm. Um, but yeah, just just actually trying to be a, a learner and to grow in that all the time, and not wow. even though I'm you know forty three now, um, I still see myself very much in that apprentice role and wanting to learn and grow. And you know, there's been phases where that's been fast growth, phases mm. where that's been stagnant growth, probably some points where it's been negative growth. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, just wanting to to really see my whole life through through the whole path, yeah, and uh, to learn that way. You've yeah. always taught me that. Like that's one thing. If you've taught me anything, it's probably to like take risks or to like just always have a spirit of a learner, especially when it comes to God. Yeah, that's great. Mm. You mentioned that. Um, so it was March thirteenth, and you were eighteen years old that mm. you, um, uh, proclaimed your faith. And from there, growing up, how did what? What actions did you take to sort of hold on to that and to keep that? Yeah, so after I left HMI service, which was what, two years later, after, so I was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, after I left there, uh, there, I went to a ship for three years. So it was a, it was HMS Perth, which is a warship, 330 guys on board. Um, that warship uh, was, was tough as a young believer, mm. particularly as a young believer who didn't have the maturity to kind of understand sometimes there's arguments that you don't need to enter into mm. that aren't necessarily uh, going to be a fruitful conversation and it's yeah. sometimes it's better just to act, be loving rather mm. than actually try and convince people of this bit of doctrine is this or that bit of doctrine or, you know, this is the truth that you need to believe and really fervently pushing an argument rather yeah. than relationally loving people. That was a mistake I made there. Right. Um, but <clears throat> so when I got to HMS Perth, I thought, oh, okay, well, I really found a lot of value in the Bible study that I was a, the group that I was a part of at Cerberus. So I'll try and do the same on, on this warship. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I would have probably been on six months maybe. I've been on board six months, so. If you can imagine it like a, you know, kind of an olden days diesel warship um, with just men mm. and a lot of them. And, um, yeah, so I then sent out an email to every single person on the ship who would like to have a Bible study with me. Wow. Um, so I probably got 300 responses back, uh, basically saying you're an idiot. Oh. <laughs> wow. um, so I kind of parked that idea. <laughs> so, um, and... Anyway, a year or two later, I just sort of um, put the feelers out there again and um, 
three people came came sort of forward and wanted to be a part of that with me, who were coincidentally on the ship that whole time anyway. Wow. Um, so I was the junior rank leading uh, a Bible study with substantially senior ranks to really? myself, which was a bit unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that group kind of was sort of the core group while I was at sea for three, four months at a time, um, or weekly running in and out of Sydney mm. for a long time, in addition to my home church in Castle yeah. Hill at the time. Wow. wow. So once you finished your time in the Navy, what happened afterwards with your faith, like after you? So as I said, I've really tried to be a learner of, of Jesus through that and actually looking at how how to live authentically. Like I don't want to be... If there's one thing that I don't want people to think of me is as I try to be fake. I I want to be honest in who I am and uh, the journey that I'm on and as much a work in progress as anybody else. As a professional fiery, I, I work 24-hour shifts, so I'm with a small group of guys. Uh, there aren't any women. There are women in the fire brigade, but not on yeah. my ship, uh, on my shift. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I work with a small group of guys and... We have an awful lot of time to sit around talking. <laughs> and unlike the Navy, um, I don't try and win every argument. That's probably... Right. Um, I've tried to live a life that's authentic and love people through that and respond when they are drawn to Jesus that they hopefully see in me. And it's so encouraging to sort of like hear about like how, how you're striving to live very Christ-like and, and just wanted to hear more about like what does it genuinely like look like to be following Jesus? Like what does that like well, okay. practically speaking? Yeah, well, knowing who Jesus was and how he responded to mm. other people. So like I did a bit of intensive study on Luke you know, a couple of years back and really just really try to look at how Jesus responded to various people and I'll be honest with you, a lot of the way that I responded in the Navy was completely stupid in with hindsight. <laughs> Just in in that idea of Jesus didn't try and uh, he was actually tried to meet people where they were at rather than mm. expecting them to be at point Z. Yeah. Um, like actually meeting people at, you know, point A where they mm. may have been or, you know, C or whatever they wherever they're up to. Yeah. Um, and trying to live that out realistically. Um, community is, is, is imperative to me. Um, actually walking that through with other with other people and other men mm. and um, trying to disciple my children, yeah. uh, Jesse and Katie, as best as I can. Mm, that's awesome. And I know like you're really passionate about encouraging younger people, or it doesn't even have to be younger, like you said, you were leading senior ranks. Um, but just you're really passionate about encouraging people to pursue God and have a genuine walk with Him. So what advice do you have for like our viewers listening, generally like aimed at young adult Christians? What advice do you have for them in their pursuit of following God for themselves? Yeah, really, I can't, I can't emphasize enough that idea of um, just wanting to, to constantly grow. It's really easy when you get tied up with work and stuff like that and you get you know either marriage or whatever and mm. all that and kids and stuff it's really easy to get into that sort of funnel of just focused on keeping your head above water and mm. rather than actually just being able to grow in everything that you see and and yeah. actually maintain some it's a, an adventurous journey that you can be on and um 
and just seeing how much your heavenly father loves you in uh, like as a good dad like that he mm. um and that good dads don't give kids dumb gifts yeah they give gifts that that actually are in their best interest whether you can understand that at the time but having the faith to see that um god doesn't doesn't give you something that's not going to work in your in your overall best interest yeah that's really good um and you know it's hard not to want to spit the dummy if something doesn't go your own way yeah but um yeah to uh, if you can as a as a dad it's kind of gives you a little bit of insight into it gave me a little bit of insight into how god views his children yeah um and what a, a good dad will do for his kids if we sort of apply that same measure to God looking at us, um, clearly we can see that, uh, you know, like God's not standing there ready to smite us if we step wrong. Yeah. Um, quite the contrary, that he uh, wants to truly embrace us as children and um, is working for our best interest. That, you know, maybe we can't quite see that yeah. at the time, but that's the overarching intent of yeah. our Father. I love that. I think it's really easy to get stuck in like guilt that we seem to create for ourselves and then we can't even move forward in that. I love that advice that you gave. Yeah. And is there like, is there anything like, because Anna mentioned how like she's picked up like certain advices from you over the years and uh, certain that one that stood out to you. Is there one that you try to like really like put in your daughters um, about living like a Christ-like life? And... Mm. Um. Yeah, that that idea of, of seeing that seeing God in that position of what a good dad is, I really mm. really want uh, that God's heart for His kids is is for their absolute best and being mm. um, in the fullness that God is. Like uh, He knows way better than any of us will do what's in the best interest for us. Um, yeah, and. We don't view God as though he's a dad who really cares. Uh, we view yeah. him as the, you know, kind of like the judge more sitting with a gavel mm-hmm. ready to kind of, you know, say, yes, that was the right thing. Yes, that was, no, that's the wrong thing. Um, with a big smite button, you know, ready to, mm. um, as opposed to a good dad. And so that's one thing that I really want my my girls to know and to grow up in that truth. Yeah. That's that's. I love that. Yeah, I think that's really important to hear. I guess it means a lot me- hearing it from an older generation. No offense, but you are a bit <laughs> older than me. But um, yeah, just hearing that that's actually something that meant a lot to you in your faith. Because I think it, I do see a pattern of um, just believing wrong things about God. Like that's something that Christians, I don't know why, but we seem to lose track of who God actually mm. is a lot of the time. Yeah, I have a theory on that one. Yeah, I think we really? like to feel that we've earned it. I think that we actually like to, yeah, we we want to see that, yes, well, <clears throat> I did X, so therefore God owes me this, or like rather than just wow. a, um, God wants me to to know him as a good father and mm. wants me to know him uh, in that fullness of who he is. And, um, and it doesn't matter whether I perform well or not. Um, it's in my best interest to do, to live the way that God would have us live. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that all dads love their children, all good dads love their children. Mm, mm. That's really good. 
Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that and for coming on the podcast yeah. today. I, I'm so honoured that yeah. my own uncle wanted to come on my <laughs> podcast. So, yeah, I love being your niece. And it's really good hearing from you. Very encouraging. Yeah. And like, definitely, like, really good nuggets in there to sort <laughs> yeah. of, like, really hold on to them. So yeah. thank you so much. I'm glad I could be of help. Thank yeah, you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Very wise. No thanks. And thanks, guys, for joining us again. We love doing these. Yes. So thank you for listening, guys. Um, stay tuned for more episodes of Double Testimony, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Miss us already? It's okay. We understand. You can check out I Am Planted by Rivers, our YouTube channel, and stay encouraged and up to date on our Instagram and Facebook, I Am Planted by Rivers. Also, you can go directly to our website, iamplantedbyrivers.wordpress.com where you can find weekly motivating blog posts and even our testimonies. And before you know it, it'll be this time again next week. So till then, stay stay planted. planted.